Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Vaswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through the last week's news in financial markets. Let's begin in the US. In another volatile week in markets, the S&P 500 managed to record a second week of gains ending the week up over 1.5%, the best week in 2022 so far. A lot of the movement in markets this week were as a result of companies reporting their results for the final three months of 2021. Notably, Meta Platforms, formerly known as Facebook, reported a decline in average daily users and anticipated slower revenue growth. This resulted in its stock price crashing 25%. On the flip side, Amazon reported better-than-expected earnings, causing the share price to rise immediately following the results being reported. During the week, energy shares also did well as oil prices rose above $90 per barrel, as major oil exporters agreed to stick to only a modest production increase in the face of high demand. On the economic front, we got reports that manufacturing prices rose more than expected in January, whilst activity in the services sector dropped reflecting the spread of Omicron. On the labour front, the Labour Department reported a surprising gain of 467,000 jobs in January, and this was significantly above expectations. But at the same time, unemployment ticked higher to 4%, which happened as a result of an increase in the labour participation rate, which is basically the number of people available to work as a percentage of the overall population. In essence, the end of financial support and easing coronavirus concerns has encouraged people to return to the workforce. Over to Japan next. Stock markets in Japan generated a positive return for the week, with the Nikkei 225 index rising 2.7%. A rally late in the week in some stocks that would benefit from an economic reopening was sparked by reports from the media indicating that the government could present a policy as early as this week proposing to ease the ban on the entry of non-resident foreigners into Japan. In other news, the Bank of Japan said it was too early for the central bank to start tightening monetary policy as it could hinder the economic recovery, and asserted the importance of maintaining monetary support for the economy. Next up, China. As I mentioned last week, China's financial markets were closed during the week because of Lunar New Year. However, we did see some economic data coming out of China, and the data showed a slowdown in factory production and services. Other economic data also provided views that smaller private firms in China struggled during the month of January. And of course, the property sector continues under pressure. Sales are down significantly compared to 2021 for a lot of these property developers, and with tougher funding conditions, this will probably put more pressure on those firms with high debt levels. Let's come to Europe next. Equities in Europe fell after the European Central Bank President, Christine Lagarde, made comments that appeared to leave the door open for a possible rate increase this year. The Eurostox 50 was down just over 1%. Now, whilst the tone of President Lagarde's comments were fairly muted, it did mark a difference to the previous insistence that no rate rises were likely this year. On the economic front, preliminary data suggested the eurozone economy grew by 0.3% in the final three months of 2021, compared to over 2% in the previous three months. And this weakness appears to stem from the surge in coronavirus infections, which of course weighed on economic activity. 
This would mean that for the full year of 2021, the Eurozone economy overall grew over 5% after a 6.4% drop in 2020. And finally, the UK. The FTSE 100 ended the week in positive territory, up 0.67%. Of course, the big news in the week was the Bank of England raising its key interest rate with an eye toward curbing inflation that the central bank forecast could hit 7.25% in April. This has also meant that there are now higher expectations that interest rates in the UK could reach 1.5% by the end of the year. On exactly the same day, Chancellor Rishi Sunak unveiled a £9 billion package to offset the 54% jump in energy bills expected from April onwards. The package included a council tax rebate for properties in certain bands and a reduction of £200 of all electricity bills in October, which the government say they will recuperate by adding £40 to electricity bills every year for the next five years. The news of rising energy bills comes at the same time of the upcoming increase in national insurance rates and surging inflation, meaning households face the worst squeeze on their disposable incomes for at least 30 years. And this comes as reports that UK consumers are beginning to save less and borrow more, likely to cope with these rising living costs. So fair to say that markets continue to be volatile this year and continue to be dominated by expectations of what central banks around the world will do throughout this year. Of course, this week we also saw a lot of stocks move as a result of either positive or negative reports, and some energy firms benefiting from rising oil prices. It would be fair to say that it is likely we will continue to experience some of this volatility in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again next Monday. Have a great week. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.